doors, you kick down walls. And anyone who tells you, you can't, you take your fears, your insecurities, your worries, you roll them all up into a ball, you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up, they can't be out. Pick your goal and stick fucking to it. You wishy-washy motherfuckers. I can't fucking stand you. I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I need the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. Welcome inside episode 14 of the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. I'm FI founder, CEO Ryan Buckeye. Thanks for stopping by. If it's your first time checking out our podcast, whether it's on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, or any podcast platform, stick with us. Subscribe to the podcast. Stay tuned. A lot of awesome episodes. Obviously, we're 14 episodes in. Great guests on every episode that we've had. Go ahead. If you've listened for a while and you have not left us a review yet, that would be awesome if you could leave us a review. It actually helps us in the algorithm, so that way more people can find our fitness-based podcast. Today on the show, Robert Frank 615. If you don't know who this man is, you've probably been living underneath a rock. Over a million followers on Instagram, a ton of subscribers on his YouTube channel. His Facebook page has blown up as well. You know him as the juicy as fuck the guy, the guy that says, let's go before me. I think I might be adapting that now. But he's very famous, very popular for making these videos where he's basically portraying a Roy Rage individual inside of a car post-chest workout, and uh, his stuff is hilarious. It's funny. I will let you know that the at Robert Frank 615 character is not who you're going to get on the podcast today. I realize coming from the pro wrestling world myself, trying to be in character 24-7 or that be that guy, that person, is extremely exhausting, and we talk about that. So I, I wanted to get to know... The guy behind the personality. Who is the guy behind Robert Frank 615? The guy in those screaming car videos. The guy who uh, had the video with steel supplements where he got confiscated at an airport for having steroids. I want to know the guy behind that. So we talk a lot about his start into this world. How when he thought about what he wanted to be when he grew up, Instagram wasn't a thing. You know, Instagram and social media was not a thing when we were kids. So now he has used that avenue, that channel, to make a living, to set himself up for the future. A really interesting conversation with Robert Frank, a fun conversation with Robert Frank. And just, you know, the big thing I want you guys to take away from this is, A, you know, he does share some things with us that are truths, and they're all truths. But sometimes when he he does his parody videos or his character videos on his Instagram or his Facebook, we might question whether or not it's truthful, meaning like, does this guy really not work his legs out? Is he really that much of a brother that he doesn't work his legs out? The answer is yes, he doesn't work his legs. He works chest three, four days a week, and he explains why. So it's very interesting to get into that. I was actually shocked to hear that. I thought for sure he was working us on Instagram. He actually has a pro wrestling background or a backyard wrestling background, which I think is hilarious because that's the world that I obviously came from, for those of you who know me. So Robert Frank going to come up here in just a little bit. First off, huge congratulations out to Shane Smith at stack.com. 
him and his beautiful wife have uh, welcomed in their baby girl into the world. So he will not be joining us on this episode. I let Shane know. Obviously, take your time with this stuff, man, because I was off for a month. You guys know that with my baby girl. And the time goes by so quick. Those of you who have children know this. Like, they go from zero to teenage years like nothing, I guess. You know, we're at three months now with my baby girl, and it's just gone by super, super quick. If you haven't checked out any of the previous episodes of this podcast, highly suggest you do that, man. We have had some great guests. Ashley Horner, Chris Gethin, PJ Braun, the eight-time Mr. Olympia champion, Ronnie Coleman, who's Netflix. It's on Netflix now, The Generation Iron, The King, Ronnie Coleman. Very good. Watched that a couple weeks ago. A lot of that that Ronnie talked about in that documentary, he actually talked about in episode one here of the podcast. We are now announcing our 2018 Shield of Excellence Supplement Awards at fitnessinformant.com. It's been on our Facebook and our Instagram page. Our 2018 Brand of the Year, Redcon 1. Congratulations to Aaron Singerman and the team at Redcon 1. I've never seen a brand grow as quickly as Redcon 1. And when you talk about Brand of the Year, it's not best products. Because does Redcon 1 make the best products on the planet? The best highly effective dosed products on the planet? No, they do not. Okay. But they know how to build a brand. They make products that aren't shit. They're not Herbalife. They're not Advocare. They're not being a popular brand based on shitty supplements. They're making good supplements or at least quality supplements, but they obviously know how to build a business and build a brand. And they have expanded into, I think like 80 countries, something like that. Obviously a huge launch this year with Vitamin Shop, the MRE bar. I've never seen a protein bar launched at scale and at popularity as the MRE bar. It's actually our number one rated bar at fitnessinformer.com. So it's well-deserved. And I think anybody who questions Redcon 1 doesn't understand the business of sports nutrition. And unfortunately, after I announced it, I received some uh, texts and some DMs on Instagram from people representing a, a different company who did not agree with the selection from Fitness Informant who were actually very immature how they approach the situation. Uh, in fact, one guy, which I had posted to our Instagram story, uh, posted anti-Semitic comments, which is offensive and uncalled for, and he got his ass blocked in a heartbeat. So here's the deal. One thing I've really, really recognized in this industry that, that we could spend a whole podcast on is the levels of professionalism within the sports nutrition industry, the fitness industry in general. I think about my day job. I am a marketing manager at a Fortune 500 company. I run a $140 million business. I think of some of these supplement CEOs out there, and I say, could they do what I do? And the answer is no, they couldn't, because there's a certain level of professionalism that you need to sustain and maintain in corporate America. Now, maybe that's why they did what they did, and they went the route that they went, and that's totally fine. But the supplement CEOs and presidents out there in which I can envision taking on my role and being successful and be able to navigate the waters of corporate America are the ones that I respect a ton because... They understand how to engage in conversation. They understand how to act as a professional. You know, Mark Glazer, for instance, at Nutribio, I use him as an example. This guy represents the sports nutrition industry on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. How many sports nutrition CEOs out there do you think could probably do that? Honestly, not a lot. And it's just, it's, it's funny to me because like I've seen so many different levels of professionalism within this space and in this industry, uh, you know, to the point where like I was interested at one point in working in this space, you know, maybe working for a supplement company as a brand manager, as a marketing manager. And it's difficult because you want to find a situation, at least in my case, where the level of professionalism is there and it's ran like a business and not a playground. And that's the big difference, I think, between companies that are successful and companies that struggle or at least struggle long term. Meaning like if you are running your business, your company as a business, 
and you have strategic growth goals like Aaron Singerman does with Red Count. We've talked about it here on the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. When you have a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal, it drives you and you have something to strive for and you take steps and you lay out a strategy to achieve that BHAG instead of just trying to, like the strategy should never be make the most money. Your strategy should be a very synchronized uh, plan to a big overall goal. And I think that's what Redcon 1 is doing so well. They were able to kill it this year. And that is why they won the 2018 Shield of Excellence Award Supplement Award for Brand of the Year. And I don't think anybody can argue with that. Each of our nominees in this category were great. Spur Nutrition, Ghost, and Redcon 1. All three had great years. Ghost had a phenomenal year. Very, very good in terms of marketing. In overall revenue growth, though, no one's touching Redcon 1. In terms of distribution growth, no one's touching Redcon 1. And they've launched with innovation. They have a plethora of products. And if somebody, if somebody thinks that the brand of the year should be like the best line of supplements, that's not the case. Chances are the brand that exists that has the best line of supplements on the planet probably aren't that big of a company and therefore aren't really a brand. And what I mean by that is they don't have distribution. They don't have reach that some of these brands have, making it very limiting to their brand for people to become aware of them. For example, MPA Supps, Matt Porter Approved Supplements, makes a great line of supplements. I use their health supplements, and I recently just got Cellulol, which is a great non-stim pre, but we, we focus it more on pump. They're expensive. The pump powder is 60 bucks on their website. Because of their pricing structure, it's hard to get distribution. Like, you won't find MPA Supps in GNC and Vitamin Shop, and, and maybe that's not his strategy, and that's totally fine. You'll find it maybe on Amazon, and you'll find it direct. You might find a couple SKUs on A1 supplements in which we work with. But typically, some of these really highly um, you know, intricate formulations that are awesome, they cost a lot to make. Therefore, the margin is not going to be there to get them into distribution, limiting your reach, and limiting the chance for you to build this massive brand. You have to understand marketing 101 to understand what goes into branding. And it, product is part of it, right? You have, you have the four P's of marketing. And then I'm going to bring Josh Shaw on here. He has a consulting group. He was CPG. Him and I could shoot at the hip on this stuff. But you have basically your four P's of marketing, five if you argue it in 2018. You have your product. You cannot have a shitty product to have a successful brand, or can you? I guess in the case of Herbalife, you can. But then you have place, which is your distribution. You need to be found. People need to find your product for the brand to grow. Then you have price. It has to be affordable. It has to be a value. When you formulate a product to be top tier, it's going to be priced more than afford it or justify paying that kind of money, right? So you have your product, you have your place, your price, and then you have your promotion. You have to run marketing. You have to make people aware that you're available in these places with these products at these prices. Redcon 1 kills the four Ps of marketing. Obviously, you could say what you want about the promotion aspect. I get it, and I'd like to talk about Aaron with this someday about his promotion and pricing structure as it pertains to the retail market side of things. But nobody can argue uh, with me on this podcast. Nobody can argue with me that Redcon 1 doesn't understand the four Ps of marketing and building brands because Aaron Singerman did, and he did a great job with Redcon 1. And that is why they are the most successful brand in 2018. That is why they won our award. And it, had we given it to anybody else, you know, it could have been Ghost. It could have been Spartan. I don't think people were going to argue with that. And I think there are going to be other uh, companies out there that we work closely with that may give them the nod. And that's fine. I'm not going to argue with that. 
But if you think that really any other company out of those three ha- deserve it after this year, I mean, it's kind of crazy a little bit, you know, and maybe I'm missing one. And if I am, I apologize. But in reality, you have to look at the bigger picture of everything. You have the four P's of marketing, and then there's the personalization part that you could think of as the fifth P if you really want to, when you think of like Amazon.com and personalizing your dashboard. But that's a conversation for another day. Anyway, that is a conversation that I want to get into with Josh Shaw. I'm actually bringing Josh Shaw in to have a whole podcast with him to talk the business side of sports nutrition, because I think there's a lot of people that would be interested, especially the consumer. Like, As a consumer, understand your markups. And why you pay the price that you pay, whether or not that product goes through a wholesaler to a retailer, or if it goes direct to consumer, it goes from the the manufacturer directly to the retailer. There's different models, right? Like you can buy your stuff through Europa if you are a .com, which is a wholesaler, and there's a markup there. Then there's a markup to the retailer. Then there's a markup to the consumer. So we'll talk about all this with Josh Shaw so you can better understand how the pricing structure works with the supplements that you buy. I'll make sure I get Josh on. Maybe I'll get Josh on the next episode. I'll text him right after I'm done with this here and uh, see if he wants to come on and talk the business side of sports nutrition. Anyway, I love this stuff. I'm passionate about business. I'm passionate about sports nutrition. I love this industry. If you're going to come at me and you're going to question my authenticity, I'm going to give you a big old fuck you because I am as genuine as they come. You guys who listen to this podcast and follow us online know that. Truthful, honest, transparency, full disclosure. That is what that fucking fitness informant is all about. That will not change. There is no outside force that will introduce bias into our decision-making. We were not paid for any of the supplements, uh, awards that we gave out. We are never paid for our reviews. If your product is shit, I am going to tell you your product is shit. I am not going to accept payment to lie to tell people you have a good product because then what do I do? I jeopardize my brand. I jeopardize what I built. And God, I am not doing that because we are on a roll, folks. Fitness Informant is on a roll, and it's thanks to all your support. Love it. Follow us on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, fitnessinformant.com. Our free macro calculator is hot. We're giving you your free macros. On top of that, we have advanced nutrition solutions. So after you get your macros, like what the fuck do you do with these things, right? We have a plan in place that we will actually build your diet plan for you on non-training days and training days, letting you know what you should be eating at what times and how much. And for those of you who want to be a little bit more advanced, we have monthly coaching available too. It's fitnessinformer.com. The macro calculator is right there on the main page. Check it out. We have partnered with Vanilla Gorilla Nutrition Solutions to build out these nutrition plans. Just a phenomenal thing. This is why Fitness Informant goes above and beyond just your supplement reviews and rankings. Like We have a holistic approach to health and wellness and fitness, and that includes workout routines, diet plans, meal plans, and more. All right, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Turn it over to Robert Frank 615. Pleasure for Robert Frank to come on. Enjoy this podcast. Enjoy this Guys, welcome back inside the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast. The man on the screen looking wide as fuck as always at Robert Frank 615. Dude, you got 615 is the area code for Nashville. Are you from yeah. that area or what is 615? Or is 615 like the number of chicks you hooked up with before you had your driver's license? No, 615 is actually my birthday. Okay. And I always, uh, June, June 15th. And I, I always said if, uh, if I knew where this was going to go, I'd pick a much cooler name than Robert Frank 615. <laughs> and now it's out there. It's, I mean, over a million followers on Instagram. You have 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. I had to ask, I was thinking today when I was going to talk to you, it's like, what did Robert Frank want to be when he was a kid? Because Instagram didn't exist. Like this media platform no. that, you're, that you have used uh, in such a wonderful way didn't exist. So what, was, what does baby Robert Frank want to be when he grew up? Dude, I didn't. I didn't even know. I knew probably once. Once I was old enough to start looking for jobs and making money, I knew I wanted to do something in fitness because I always heard that personal trainers made a lot of money. 
Sure. So I think it was like a personal trainer, but I'm talking now like in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So It's interesting. So, I mean, if you wanted to be a personal trainer in the early 90s, is there somebody you looked up to? Was it, you know, your Arnold's of the world or your Ronnie Coleman's? Or did you watch any bodybuilding on TV or magazines? Because, again, the Internet didn't exist. So how did you get your information? Yeah, how did you fall in love with it? Magazines for sure. Um, I know right before we went live, you, you brought up Diesel Gym, which used to be called VIP Health and Fitness. That was the first gym that I ever went to. I think it was back in maybe 96, 97. Okay. So you're and, Jersey um, born and raised. Yeah, yeah, I've been in Jersey my whole life, man. Okay, very and, cool. Uh, uh, right next door was like a little convenience store that had the magazine rack that had your, you know, your muscle, uh, uh, muscular development. I was a big Greg Valentino fan. He had yeah. that little article, uh, The Rambling Freak. Uh, what else? Uh, muscle and Fitness, all those bodybuilding magazines. But this was like in the heyday of like Ronnie Coleman. Jay Cutler was just coming up competing. Um, the competing for the the title rather, mm-hmm. and um, I can't think like Kevin Lavroni, all those guys. But I, yeah. I've I've kind of fell off of I, I can't even name three bodybuilders now, to be honest with you. How did you discover? I mean, this this Instagram platform that you're so famous. I mean, everybody knows you as Robert Frank six one five, and and the character that that you have on your Instagram handle and on the YouTube channel. And by character, I mean, like, I come from the world of pro wrestling. I used to be a pro wrestler, tried to be in WWE my entire life. And they always said to be the best character on TV, you should take your personality and amplify it by 10. I feel like maybe that's why you're so successful, because although you may not be Robert Frank 615 24-7, when you record these videos, I feel like there's part of that is you, and you just amplify it up by 10, 20. So... Where did yeah. the inspiration come from these videos? Because they've picked up, they've caught fire, and, and you're famous for all your lines that you've that you've said. Um, well, I did always want to be a professional wrestler. Back in my my youth, I used to do backyard wrestling. So yeah. <laughs> every weekend, me me and the bros, we would uh, we built a ring from scratch with mattresses and cinder blocks and uh, cable and all this and that. And we used to put on little shows for 50, 60, 70 college kids would come and watch us every week. And um, that's where, like, the promo skill started. I yeah. would get in the ring, and we didn't even have a microphone. I think I was holding, like, a brick or something. And I right. would just start cutting promos and not even know what I was doing. But obviously, I was a huge wrestling fan in uh, early 80s, mid-80s, late 80s. Then I fell off for a while. Then when the NWO picked back up, I, I kind of got back into it a little bit. Um, and now I still watch – I try to keep up with, like, the New Japan stuff and, like, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, but – WWE, I can't really do, man. It's it's bored it's the tough. hell out of me. But yeah, it's. I, I mean, what you're saying is true. It, it is the guy in the car is me, but it's me just amplified with a lot of pre workout stimulants and just you know, getting angry about whatever's going on in the world. It's interesting that I used to backyard wrestler too before I trained to be professional, and I went through the whole thing. Got tried out with WWE in 2013. It was such a surreal experience, but it's really cool because like those guys are larger than life characters that people watch on Mondays and Tuesdays or if they're watching New Japan or Ring of Honor, um, however they get it. But now you're in a position, like you're not a pro wrestler, but you're a larger-than-life character that people look up to for inspiration. Did you ever feel that you're going to have that type of impact on the general population as you have? No, no, no. And just a little sidebar, last night I went live on Instagram and fucking Rikishi was in the (laughs) live stream, like, watching. And I was like, I was like, holy crap. Like, I remember that, dude. But yeah. um, no, I definitely didn't. And it's funny because, like, my videos, they're they're hardly ever shared by, like, 
fitness pages or bodybuilding pages. They're always shared by like your world stars, your nine gags, Unilad, mm-hmm. uh, Barstool, like these multimedia platforms. Yeah. So I'm getting an audience from people that have either, either never been to the gym or just casual gym goers. But now that they see my videos and this like super alpha male personality, they're like, yeah, like it's all about being jacked and tan and all this and that now. So it's, it's cool to reach those people. Cause I feel like people, directly in the fitness industry they look at me and my character as like oh this guy's a joke this guy's exposing the business another wrestling term exposing right. the business trembloni right. sandwiches shot yeah. to test clan this that's stuff that everybody likes to keep secret but this car rage guy with the bandana is talking about everything and it's kind of like whoa guy you're like giving away our secrets here yeah it's not even like you have the instagram you have the instagram handle and channel you have your own podcast in which you talk about life stuff i mean you're not like the alpha male in the car 24-7, even with the podcast and, and the YouTube channel. Is it tough going to public appearances like the Olympia or the Arnold or a fitness expo and people just expect you to be that guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say for every 10 people that come up and want to take a picture, just bullshit with me for a little bit, um, just happened at the Olympia back in September. Three out of 10 people will be like, you know, either why aren't you yelling at me or, hey, can you like yell in my phone for like my buddy who couldn't be here? It's like they always want me to be that guy. And it's, you know, I am that guy. I'm just not that guy all the time. It'd be exhausting, I think, to have to do that at all times. But like so that begs the question, like, how did this happen, man? Like, were you just cutting a promo at Diesel Gym one day in the mirror and then someone's like, we should put this shit on camera and YouTube it or where, uh, do you remember the first video you did? I mean, I probably could scroll through your Instagram and find it, but it would take me forever to get there. Yeah, I, um, well, I was, I've been making videos ever since the backyard wrestling days when I used to do that. We would always record it and then we'd sure. go back and watch it 5,000 times because we were so intrigued by the fact that we were on camera. But, right. um, I started making videos for Instagram. I, I missed the whole Vine stage. Like Vine was just dying out as Instagram yeah. was like really starting to build up. So I missed that whole Vine uh, experience. But when Instagram started with those 15 second videos, we would start making little 15 second clips. Um, and it was always it would always start out in Diesel Gym because that's where I worked out at the time. And there were always some sort of fitness related uh, skit, whether it was making fun of, uh, you know, people that wear lifting gloves or people that walk around with gallon of water jugs or CrossFitters, Planet Fitness. I came out with, and I uploaded a new video once a day for over a year straight. So it was, it was crazy in the beginning. That was like 2000, tail end of 2013 into 2014. But the first video that really like ever went viral, viral was the Pokemon Go uh, mm-hmm. video. I do remember and that, that was in uh, July of 2016. And it's still out there. I mean, people are still sharing this and on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. I mean, yeah. it's still being shared all the time. It's the reason why I asked. I mean, I could tell. I, I didn't know that you had the, the the wrestling background or passion, but the way you speak, you can definitely tell that you've had um, your expertise within the promo thing. And it was one of my favorite things to do within the world of wrestling. And that's, I think, why I got my child. Side note, I actually tagged with Rikishi uh, in my last year in the ring. He was my tag partner in a match. He's a good dude. So pretty cool. Uh, he. Awesome. He zoned in on your stuff. Um, what's the bigger goal for you, man? I mean, because 
I think people watch your stuff and they realize like it's comedic, it's funny, but you do love fitness. I mean, look at you. You are a man who sure. takes care of himself. You're you're obviously in shape. So there's more than just the comedic side to you. You you live it. It's a passion. Is there a fitness goal for you? Are you trying to help people on that standpoint? Is that something that you're interested in nowadays? Or is it more just leveraging the media platform and, and doing what you do? Um a, a long-term goal like in fitness, probably not. Yeah. Um, just because I'm really uh, okay. So I am fitness. Like my my videos. When you when an outsider looking at my videos, I'm this. People call me like you know this muscle man with Roy right. Rage in a car. But I'm really it's it's more like life lessons and stories more than it is fitness. I just mm -hmm. use kind of fitness as the uh, um, just to get the point across. Um, right. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but in, in the long run, I don't think fitness really plays a part in what I want to do long term. I'm still always going to go to the gym. I'm still going to go to the gym every day. I'm still going to train chest four days a week, arms Friday and Saturday night. If I'm not too hungover on Sunday, I'll still do shoulders and back. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, uh, doing some kind of big thing in fitness, probably not. I mean, you like the reason why I ask is you have a million followers on Instagram, which is it's amazing. I mean, to get there uh, for what you did is, is awesome. But you don't necessarily have like you don't have your own supplement line, although you represent steel, which is a great mm -hmm. supplement line. You have a mm -hmm. clothing apparel available on your website, but you, you haven't like really I'm not going to say sold yourself out because I think that's not the right term to use. But like you're not monetizing yourself in terms of like putting your face on all these little products in the fitness world. And I think it's interesting that cause a man like to your status and with your following on Instagram, you could start a supplement company tomorrow and probably make yeah. good money. Right. Um, but that, that, I don't know if that's of interest to you and if not totally cool. Cause I love the way that you're doing and handling your business the way it is today. Yeah. I, um, uh, like, I, like you, you brought up, I'm with steel supplements and they've taken more than care of me over these past two years as being, you know, a, a part of steel. So, um, Coming out with my own supplement line, really not interested interested to me just because there's so many supplement companies. Oh, and yeah. You know what I mean? It's like there's so much out there. And um, Steel being one of the top ones, I'm already part of that. So I'm, I'm not going to leave. Um, but we do have projects that we have that, you know, I can't really discuss right now. Right. But we have like three major things that we're working on right now behind the scenes. Um, and I'm really confident. I'm like 99.9% .9 sure that all three of them are going to like pan out and be successful. Awesome. Um, so they, and they're, you know, of, you couldn't pick three different things and we're just going each route. And I really think it's going to be successful in regards to like not selling out or not pushing my merch. I can, I can count. I've had my t-shirt line. Uh, robertfrank615.com. I hope you don't mind me plugging that right now. Not at all. Um, Not at all. I've had that for, I think we're, we're going on our second Black Friday Cyber Monday sale that just passed. So a little over two years that we've had it. Um, I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've plugged my merch on my main in Instagram page to uh, a million people. I can count on one hand the amount of times that I've plugged on my Facebook page, which has right. 650,000 people. I, I cringe anytime that I have to talk about my own shit. And I know that's only hurting me because there's been people that have been following me for years that didn't even know I had merch. They're like, yeah. holy shit, I didn't know you had t-shirts. Like, why didn't you, why don't you talk about it? And it's because of that sellout factor. Um, 
I never wanted to be considered a sellout, but when you're doing your own shit, it's, you're not really selling out. You're just pushing your own brand. I just didn't want to be annoying with it. Yeah. And I think, well, to your point too, I mean, you have 200 plus thousand subscribers on YouTube. You can make good money on YouTube. I mean, with, with the content you put out, people are watching it. Uh, and you know, obviously you have the Instagram that you can draw people there. So it's not like you need a physical product per se. I mean, you could make a good living you know, coming out, just creating content and you create yeah. great content, which is, which is good. All right. So let's train chest four days a week. If you're not too hungover, train shoulders. So one of the questions that we got is like, I think that you posted a video recently of you training legs and, and this mm-hmm. guy is like, is this going to be a, a real thing now? Is he going to be doing this forever? What uh, the real Robert Frank and your leg training, like what is your leg training regimen? Cause you got to do it more than just here and there that a guy, your size, you take care of yourself. No, that's no, that's not. You don't. That's not a fact. No. Um, so here, here it goes. Honest truth. Um, what are we up to now? I think we just did our twentieth leg day. So I've been doing, <laughs> and we said that we were going to do it two days a week until okay. March. And um, yeah, that's I. I, I skipped the, just because we've been so busy with Black Friday, Cyber Monday. My store got absolutely slammed with sales, which is a good thing. I'm thankful for that. Um, we do legs in the morning and morning time is when I do all my business shit and business came before legs. So I've skipped the last couple of leg days, uh, that I was supposed to hit up. But, um, yeah, I've only done legs, honestly, dude, for the last 10 weeks and each week that we do it, um, it's become less and less intense and it's more of like just a social hour now with whoever I'm training with. Um, but I do bring the camera, um, you know, every uh, every time I go, just to kind of hold myself accountable, accountable, and say, all right, you know, today uh, maybe I got a squat or maybe I got to do more on the hack squat or something. But just it's not it's not fun for me because again, I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm just right. like I'm I'm a gym bro. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm I, I'm I have no desire to compete to do any kind of like uh, competition, strongman, sure. powerlifting, bodybuilding. So. I really truly believe that like you really don't need to do legs if you're not going to do any of that. So interesting. Cause I totally, my... I totally thought it was a character thing. I thought, man, there's, there's no way this guy doesn't do legs, but he really no. don't. So, um, no. do you Bro, think ever... I proposed, I proposed to my now wife, but I, I, when I proposed to, uh, to my wife last, was it last, uh, June of 2017, we were on the beach in Bermuda and I had joggers on. <laughs> gotta gotta cover the legs man because i knew we were going to take pictures and video and it was like a surprise thing and i was like damn if i ever get this out to the internet motherfuckers can't see my legs man <laughs> so what's 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 the driving force behind two days a week and through march then what was it a challenge uh well i i kind of hinted to people on youtube that because all those videos obviously they're a little bit longer than a minute right. uh so i can only put them on that platform but i i told them in march i'll disclose the reason why okay I'm, doing legs so it's still a secret right now very cool i mean i i would assume you've been really good with your platform in terms of giving back to i do remember i believe it was last year's real rates for real heroes event you were part of that one right that mark loblanger put on um so yeah. it's like you have this big platform you're doing good uh, if if there was a a charitable cause a notable cause to get you to do legs i gotta imagine you would give in and do them to to, to for a good cause it has to be the right cause. Right. Uh, not every good cause is the right cause, especially when legs are involved. But yeah, I would. <laughs> Did um, you have a, a bad experience with leg day or is it just, I mean, like you said, it's not enjoyable. It's not the most fun leg. It's not the most fun muscle group to work out. Honestly, we all know that it's tough. Uh, and, and it's not like there's some, something masculine and alpha about like seeing yourself shirtless and being 
to your point, like juicy as fuck and jacked up. Yeah. You don't necessarily get that with legs, but did you have a bad experience? Or just never something you ever loved to do in throw, like your entire life? No, nah, man, never, never really got into it. I mean, it, my leg days back when I first started, I really never got into it. And the, the days that I would say, oh, you know, I'm doing arms, I'm doing chest, I'm doing back, I'm doing all this. But, um, you know, I got to start throwing legs in there. I would do like the gym bro leg workout, which yep. was leg press, leg extension, leg curl, go home. There was no calves. There was no squat. There was no right. hack squat. It was just your three machines. You do three sets each and, and leave. Um, but that was in the very beginning. And then, God, fucking 15 years went by. And I didn't – the only legs that I would do was walking back and forth to the car. That to- all right. Totally makes sense. All right. So let me so – the podcast. You guys have, I think, 34 episodes as of this yeah. recording now. Um, what was the – was it just another uh, platform to create content, get your get your message out there? Yeah, it's it's something that we have discussed for a while. Like, you know, you're you being in the industry, you know that, you know, thoughts sometimes become reality. And, and yeah. this was a thought. This, these were things that we discussed. Hey, podcast is like a thing now. And a lot of people were like, yo, you guys have such an interesting lifestyle with just your philosophy on, on fitness, on life in general. Um, you know, uh, all the traveling that you do going from place to place like you guys have a lot to talk about, like, and you got a good group. I think what separates Robert Frank 615 from a lot of other, like, social media people is that, like, I have, like, a crew with me all the time. And I'm not saying other people don't, but in terms of, like, Joey Bag of Donuts, Vinny Bag of Chips, Ray Vegas, Jimmy Triceps, um, my wife, Ms. Booty Jiggles. Like, we have characters that go, uh, you know, my dad is is in videos. We have, like, a whole crew of people that... Um, you know, make up this whole Robert Frank thing. It's not just me. So the podcast was a way for, for me to introduce, have my audience get to know them a little bit more. Um, and then, you know, be able to just, like you said, have more content and, uh, be able to plug the merch and steal and talk about just, you know, instead of a, a one minute Instagram video on why steel is good or why my merch is good, you know, we could talk about it for three, four minutes and then move on. Yeah, and for those of you listening, Glorious House of Gains, shocking, that's the name of the podcast. It's on yeah. iTunes, SoundCloud. You guys can get it on pretty much any podcast platform out there. Like I said, there's, I think, 34 episodes in. You guys, it looks like every week, huh? You try to get one out every week? Yeah, we try to do one a week, and I just heard a an interesting stat last night that the average podcast uh, lasts seven episodes, and then people give up. Yeah. So we're, we're way past that, and... Uh, we, we have fun with it. We look forward to it each and every week. And I'll be honest with you. I look forward to doing the podcast more than I do like creating content now in terms of like getting behind a camera and doing videos. Good. It, it's cool now because we're doing the live streams on YouTube. So you could watch us live on YouTube. And then once the live stream ends, then it will live on your iTunes and SoundCloud and, you know, Google Play, whatever it's called now yeah. uh, for forever. So it's fun. We, we get probably between 100 and 200 people in the, in the live chat each week, hoping that builds up over time. We've only right. done it for, I think, three or four weeks, but we're hoping to build that up, and uh, yeah, it's fun, dude. It's super interesting because that's how people are get their information. I mean, it's podcasts now. They they some people still listen to radio stations occasionally. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to podcasts and the way they work at the gym. I'm going to throw on Spotify, iTunes, whatever it might be. Um, tell me about Steel. When did your relationship start with Steel Self Mints? 
my relationship started with steel. It, it's funny actually how it started. Um, I, the, those car rage videos, rant videos were, were starting to pick up steam and they were, they were starting to go viral. And Jason Huh, uh, owner, founder, CEO mm-hmm. of steel supplements ended up reposting one of my videos, but he didn't tag me. Now this is when I, you know, I had, I don't know, maybe 75, 80,000 followers and all, nobody really knew who I was. Sure. So they were reposting my videos, sharing my videos and not giving me credit. So every single big person, Jason had like 700,000 followers that to me, that was like 20 million back then. So I would hit up everybody in the DM. I'd be like, yo, you just reposted my video. Can you tag me? And Jason was actually one of the very few, like bigger name people that responded back to me and said, uh, dude, I had no idea who you were. Absolutely. He tagged me. And then we private message back and forth here and there. And he asked me if I, if I want to jump on board and long story short, here, here I am. It's, so, and, and it's funny. This was, uh, and this was, I think November of 2016 is when we, we made it official that we were, uh, that we were a marriage. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you talk steel is, it's not one of the brands that's readily available online per se. I mean, they're in a lot of brick and mortar. They have really good relationships with their stores. Great products. People ask about ask me about them all the time. Uh, one of the guys that we're good friends with is Jane Bocuzzi, who Bocuzzi, who used, or is a sales rep or a rep for Steel. Um, very good stuff. So I mean, it's it's when you attach your name to a brand, which isn't putting out garbage for one, which is which is great. One of the vignettes you did for Steel caught fire. I believe it was or was it earlier this year your skit at the airport when your bag was confiscated, right? You talked about how you're the guy who talks about things that people don't want to talk about, trembolone and, and, and steroids and things like that. That's what the skit was about. It was about a syringe and a, and a vial in a duffel bag that people thought was legit real. You guys did a really good job with it. And then there were some people who had an issue with it. Where yeah. did, like, behind that, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. Was that your idea? Was that, a, um, did you guys have a group of people that came up with it? No, it wasn't my idea. Um, but, uh, you know, the people at Steel uh, came to me and they said, we have this great idea. We're going to prank the Internet. And I yeah. was like, OK. Um, and it, that's pretty much what we did. I mean, you're always no matter what you do, you're always going to have your people that say, oh, this is fake. This is fake. But when I have my own family members, close friends, uh, you know, just everybody and their mother reaching out to me like asking like oh my god are you okay i'm talking to lawyers right now in atlanta like i'm trying to get you out like please answer me like we i would say it was probably like 80 by the end of it before we came clean and said that it was a joke i would say that 85 percent of the people probably really thought it was real but they came to me with the idea and i'm not you know i'm not shy of of any type of controversy or anything like that i got nobody to answer to but myself you know i don't have an employer that is you know going to be looking at what I do? So I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. So we actually that was a, a professional actor that was acting as the interrogator. Uh, we had a whole big film crew, and yeah, it was it was it was pretty good. And I'll, I'll tell you something: when they pulled out the uh, the reveal of the dildo coming out of the bag, yeah. I had no idea what was in the bag. Oh no they shit! They told me they went in the back, and you know we did a couple of takes, and we went in the back, and they brought out this book bag, and they said, "Now, Robert, whatever comes out of this book bag, I need you to still act scared, stay in character, like you are petrified that you're going to jail for life." 
and I tried my best for about 20 seconds. And then when they pulled that dildo out, I was I lost it. And that's oh, when, yeah, yeah, that's when you saw the reveal. But that that actually did really really well for Steel. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I mean, the, one of those videos where you prank the internet went viral, and everybody, I mean, it's one of those. I think they knew that this was going to catch on because it was brilliantly done, uh, very well done. The topic of steroids, albeit some people still think it's taboo within the world of fitness, it's not that taboo. There are people who are on TRT, there are people who take steroids. It's and I, my personal opinion on steroids, it's fine as long as you do it in a healthy manner. And you're not like crazy abusing them. I don't care. What's your personal thoughts on steroids, SARMs? Because uh, those are questions that we had from the listening audience. It's like, what do you think of SARMs and what do you think of steroids? It's like, all right, I'll ask him because I'm sure he's going to be completely honest about it. SAR, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what the fuck a SARM is. I've, yeah. I've heard of it before. I've seen it like, you know, written in comments and stuff like that. And Oral steroid. It's basically all it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never tried any of that. Um, back in the day, I used to every pro hormone that was ever yeah. available back in the late 90s, early 2000s, your 1AD, 4AD, MAG-10. I don't know if you're familiar with any mm -hmm. of these names. Probably are. Um, I've tried all that. I'll try anything once. Yep. And I don't care. Um, you know, like you said, as long as you're doing it in moderation, you know what the yep. fuck you're doing. Like, I think in Bigger, Stronger, Faster, the documentary, yeah. the one guy said, you know, who am I to judge you and who are you to judge me? Yeah, exactly. So I, I have absolutely no problem with it. Uh, the thing that bothers me is when, especially being affiliated and, and working with Steel, is when people say, you know, you're promoting all these supplements and you're talking about your pre-workouts and you're talking about your post-workout and all this stuff that your supplements are doing for you, but you're over here doing steroids. That's why you look the way you do. Sure. And I, I know 20 people that are taking steroids, some of them a little bit, some of them a lot. Each and every one of those people are still using a pre-workout. They're still yeah. using a post-workout. So supplements and, and steroids go hand in hand. So that's the only gripe that I have are, are the ignorant people that don't really know how it all works. Yeah, and it's not like Steel and many supplement companies aren't necessarily posting a picture of a jacked up dude saying this supplement caused this. I mean, the reality of the situation is it's going to contribute and help to get to the physique that you are trying to achieve, but also get something else straight. Even if you're on steroids, you still have to put the fucking time in. You still have to yeah. work hard. You still have to eat right. You can't just sit on your ass. So that's my biggest issue with people who point the finger and, and call you people fake natties. Or, or And these are the people too, mind you, like talking about the, st uh, the pro hormones from back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Those things were worse for you than the steroids yeah. that we take today. I mean, they were so bad Dude, in your I liver. Still, I still have gyno in my right nipples. Yeah. All that shit I took back in the day. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. It was, was so toxic. Everything. Yeah, so yeah. toxic. Oh. It fucked up so many people's testosterone levels. I mean, so to your point, like, who are you to judge me? Who am I to judge you, et cetera? It's, it's, we are what we are. And Bigger, Stronger, Faster also is a fucking great documentary. So if people haven't yeah. seen it, Chris Bell did a great job with that. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned your engagement on the beach uh, earlier. It was 2017. Now you're married. You said in that photo, because actually, or that video, I actually looked at it before this podcast, that 2017 was the year that you quit your nine to five, you got engaged, and now you're living basically the dream. 2018 was going to be bigger. We're nearing the end of 2018. Yep. How successful was 2018 for Robert Frank? And are you, are you, and, and what do we have to look forward to in 2019? Um, I would say, uh, well, I, I resigned from my job selling insurance in February of 2017. So the very beginning, it was sure. actually February 1st. So the very beginning of 2017, once like all this just started taking off, um, I would say that 2018 has probably doubled 2017. 
Awesome. Um, so we're just looking, like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, we have like three projects. I can see two of the three projects dropping in early 2019. And the third, the biggest one, uh, probably tail end of 2019 or maybe early 2020. So the job for me right now is just keep pumping out content, keep my keep uh, my face out there, making sure that people remember who the fuck I am. Because right. the life of a social media personality could be a year, two years, three years, and then you never hear from them again. Look at all these Vine dudes that <laughs> had millions and millions of, of Vine followers, and you never, you don't even know who the fuck they are now. Um, so it's just, you know, stay, stay in the news, stay relevant, and keep pumping out good content. And when these big things start dropping, they're, they're going to do very well. You mentioned you were an insurance salesman. So that, to me, um, kind of indicates sort of you know how to plan for shit. And you mentioned just now, like, you're – your Instagram famous might if Instagram left tomorrow, like that's a big hit. Obviously you still have YouTube and you have Facebook, but you just don't know how long this is going to last and how long you can ride the wave. So in terms of setting yourself up for the future, now that you have a wife and a family and I, this isn't a fitness advice, but I like to give advice on this podcast, like setting yourself up for the future. So you don't have to work anymore. And in, in, in case something would happen, like, mm-hmm. are you investing? Are you taking care of your potential retirement? Like, are you doing all those things? Because these are things people don't see that you do. They just yeah. see the minute videos and they think that you're living this um, lucrative life. And maybe you are, but I, behind that, they're still taking care of the long term for Robert Frank. Yeah, no, we have, I have, uh, uh, we have everything now. We have financial advisors, we have uh, copyright attorneys, we have like all these things that kind of uh, came out of doing these, these little goofy viral videos that just happen to catch on. Um, there's so many people right now that are a part of my life. I have a manager, um, that I, I'd be dead without him. Like, I don't even, I don't even know, like, it's so easy for me right now because all I have to do is just think about content and just act it or do it. Everybody, I got people handling my money, handling all my, uh, all my books and everything like that. So just like if, if something happened to Instagram, if something happened to these people, I'd be fucked. Um, so, but yeah, no, to answer your question, and yes, that is very important to make sure that you're planning for the future. Yeah, I think it's just important because there's the physical fitness side of things, like taking care of your physical structure. There's the mental structure of, of that we have too, which is a lot of that is financial stability and taking care of your shit because too much stress can raise cortisol levels. I mean, can, we can relate everything back to yeah. physical fitness. Um, what is... Uh, I don't know necessarily your, your diet, but do you have like this epic go-to fucking cheat meal that Robert Frank likes to destroy? Cheat meal. That's a good question. Um, damn, I can't think of like one off the top of my head, but uh, I guess some kind of like some kind of like fucked up cheeseburger combination with like right. mozzarella sticks and all crazy types of shit on there. That's the only thing that comes to mind. Um, but I'm, I'm in this stage right now, which most people are that go to the gym. Like right now you, you just had Thanksgiving, you, you know, there's no point in dieting right now because you got Christmas and, and Christmas Eve coming up in the next yep. couple of, of weeks. So I'm kind of like just on cruise control right now. I'm really not watching what I eat, but come January, I'll, uh, I gotta, I gotta get back in, in shape right now. Cause I'm looking like the stay puffed marshmallow man from <laughs> ghostbusters right now. Well, the beach, the beach in Jersey opens up in like six months. I think you got some time into it. But, yeah, but yeah, with yeah. that, you get the luxury of traveling for what you do. And yeah. that, that brings me to the next question. Like, where's, where's been some of the coolest places that you've gotten to go to that you thought maybe at 
one point in your life, man, while you were selling insurance of that, like you thought you might never visit these places or they never even crossed your mind, but now you've experienced them because of the, the fame and what you've brought to your character. Probably one of the coolest trips that I went on was earlier this year. Uh, it was my first time ever in California. Okay. Uh, we went to, uh, I, I was a guest on Mark Bell's podcast that was in Sacramento. And then we took like the six hour drive through the hills and everything and the Very mountains cool. and whatever, um, to LA. And, um, we, uh, I was on Bradley Martin's podcast, uh, as, as a live guest. So I got to meet him. Who's another huge social media yeah. uh, personality. And, uh, he does very well for himself and, uh, met with Gunner fitness who, he wasn't at the time, but now he's just the, the uh, strength and conditioning coach for the L.A. Lakers. Yep. Uh, he's the personal trainer for the Kardashians, Sylvester Stallone, like major, major dude in the industry. And uh, we actually filmed the video with Jake Paul, um, one of the Paul brothers, which was pretty cool, too. Um, but probably the coolest thing, which was uh, just in September, right around the time of the Olympia, I went to uh, Dan Bolzarian's house for one of his parties. <laughs> cool. And that's that's some crazy shit, man. Yeah. Like, whatever you could think, if you could just picture what, what you see that he posts in those, like, one-minute clips on Instagram yeah. of how, like, these parties are, multiply that by 30 when you're there in real life. It's fucking crazy. And I never thought in a million years that I would be there. So, Are you traveling a lot good. now? What's that? Are you traveling a lot now uh, away from Jersey to appearances given where you're at? Yeah, we have, um, uh, we have some like, uh, uh, appearances coming up in early 2019 that, that I'll release, uh, to different places. We're going to Seattle. We're going to Texas. We're going, um, upstate New York. We're going uh, a bunch of different places, but yeah, the travel is probably, if not once a month, once every six weeks, I'll say that I'm somewhere, somewhere new. How old are you now, dude? 40. Are you really? All right. Old and as fuck, bro. Yeah. What are you weighing in at today? As of last night, I was 216, which is pretty heavy for me, uh, being that I'm, you know, five foot two. Um, no, I'm, I'm 216. I'm really not five two, but I'm 216. Yeah, how tall are you? Because now I'm um, thinking in my head, like, how, how do I rate compared to Robert Frank right now? And so yeah, the 216, um, well, I was 218 this morning. So now I'm like, I, how I tall is this guy? I, I tell people on the internet that I'm five two just because I like to troll myself. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm I'm five ten. Okay, all right. So you got yeah. So you still got some size. And, and remember, people, I have and remember I have no legs. Yeah, so that's like it's all, all it's, it's upper body. It's a it's a hundred and eighty pounds upper body, and then you have what's between your legs, and then you have your two legs. So right, uh, right. it's interesting because like you you talk about being two sixteen, you look ginormous, and I'm I'm looking at like. Uh, Flex Lewis at the Olympia, and he's you know weighing at two twelve. Two twelve looks fucking huge. Like these guys look massive, and people, some people might think like two twelve, two twenty is not a lot because offensive linemen in football are like three hundred plus pounds. It's fucking yeah. tough. It's hard to be like two twenty, and it's a lot of weight to carry around. And you are carrying around a lot of weight on your upper body. Do you have any mobility issues at all? No, I mean I, I lose my I lose my breath walking up and down the stairs. But other than that, <laughs> I lose uh, my breath doing this podcast, dude. So it's yeah. it's all part yeah. of the part of the, part of what we do. Um, I, I do have I'm I'm dealing with some nagging injuries. Uh, both of my arms, my shoulders have torn uh, partially torn rotator cuffs and biceps tendonitis in both shoulders. Yeah, I've been dealing with that since the tail end of 2014. Um, never got surgery uh, because. 
as like the videos and everything. So I, well, I actually didn't get diagnosed until I think it was last year with that. I didn't want to have to take any time off because I'm hearing anywhere from six months off to a year mm -hmm. off to as early as like four months off. I didn't want to break the momentum because nobody's going to want to listen to like, I'm going to shrivel down to like 160 pounds. No one's going to want to hear, you know, a Robert Frank at 160 when they're used to 200 plus yelling about shit. You know what I mean? So I, I just, I work around these injuries and, uh, but mobility wise, yeah, my shoulder, both of my shoulders are fucked. Do you remember, I mean, it was benching, benching injury probably. It was, yeah, I, I did the first one doing incline, incline mm. barbell, which I'll never touch a fucking barbell again. Uh, unless I'm curling in the squat rack. That's the only time that I'll touch a barbell. Um, uh, yeah, it was the incline, incline barbell and, and I was doing pause reps and you know, I, 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 it was my fault, my mistake. I was trying to be like a troll and make fun of power lifters cause they, this is back when I used to pay attention to all that shit and they would be like, Oh, this is a, a PR and it's a pause rep PR, but they would mm -hmm. pause for like not even a second, and then press it up. I was yeah. like, I'll show you motherfuckers a pause. I was leaving like 275 on my chest for like 30 seconds, <laughs> and I felt something pop, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's one of the scariest <laughs> moments, too, in a gym. Like, when you feel or hear something, it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. And but I think you meant you mentioned, like, you're, you don't want to get the surgery. You don't want to get it done because, A, there's the time off from creating content and momentum. But I think – the other side of that is like the mental aspect. You and me, I think, are similar. Like we need that gym time. That is our therapy session. Like we get there, we need the clang and bang, and without yeah. it, we might go fucking insane. Like what? So you grew up looking magazines. Did you fall in love with the gym immediately when you started lifting? Yeah, I did because um, I was working out with a guy who was a supervisor of mine at, at the old job that I had, and. He actually like knew what he was doing. He used to compete. He was he was giant. He was like 6'4", 280, and he had like a 30-inch waist. The guy was like incredible. And he taught me the ropes and taught me like how to lift. He didn't teach me about leg day though. So that's why I was always obviously leg yeah, day. That makes sense. But I did put on, I remember I started, I was 126 pounds, and I put on about 20 pounds that first year. So yeah, when when you're when you're actually seeing results in the mirror and on the scale, you're like, oh shit, like I love this. And of course, the pump. There's no better feeling in the world. Arnold said that. Yeah, definitely um, did. Yeah, and there's love I don't it. in terms of like you got your steel supplements that makes a pump, and then uh, you could also supplement with a Cialis, a Viagra, if you want to to really epic up that that sure. pump. I got I can't do this podcast and not ask you a female question. So, uh, because this is your, this is your forte, your repertoire. So, uh, the question is, uh, the guy goes, I fucking love Robert Frank. Love that guy. Ask him his opinion on white guys who love Asian and South American women. And if you recommend him sticking to white girls or if he's safe to dabble internationally. Um, I'm going to say it's definitely safe to dabble internationally. Cause one of my best friends who's never on camera, he's like not, not part of like the, the, the crew. He's, uh, he's part of the crew, but he just never wants to be on camera. He loves him some Asian girls, man. Yeah. And he is whiter than a piece of bread. So I, I think it's okay to, uh, to dabble. I mean, it's, hey, it's 2018, man. Anything goes. I think it's hilarious, dude. How many people hit you up uh, on your Instagram? You literally could just like side with a, being a, a therapist. 
with the, even even advice, whether right or wrong, it's hilarious as shit. But like people literally sometimes ask you real life questions on their relationship status. You shoot them straight the way it should be. Um, yep. Is there one that stands out? I mean, you just you posted one the other day about someone's mom, which I thought was funny. But like you post this stuff all the time. But is there like one epic story that you'll never forget of somebody having this kind of conversation with you? Uh damn! I can't. You get think. some fucked up shit. I mean, you get some fucked I, I up do. shit. I do, and I like it. It's it's crazy because when I do post something like that, and I I go live with it on my Instagram, people automatically think that I'm gonna respond to every single DM. Oh, so God, you got to yeah. see what my inbox looks like an hour after I post one of those screenshots. It's a mile long, yeah. um, but obviously I can't get to everyone. Thinking one off the top of my head that was. I really, I really can't. I get so many of them. Um, yeah, no, dude, I'm sorry. I can't think of no, one off the top of my head. How many, time, how many times have dudes reached out to you offering to buy your underwear and offering to buy your clothes? Because I, like I feel like this is something that happens quite a bit with fitness personalities and people who post all the time. I got a buddy at my gym. He, obviously, he works his legs like crazy. But like, I think every day someone offers him money for his dirty-ass drawers. And I was no, like, all right. I've never had that. I've never, never. never had that yet, no. How many, and I know you're married now, but how many women hit you up? Like, I mean, is there still quite a, or do they, are they a little careful now? Because I know that your wife would probably beat that ass. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, oh, people always think that, um, especially with the character that I play and the, the following that I have, um, I really don't get that many. I mean, based on the analytics on my Instagram page. I think we're 89% male audience. That makes sense. So it's it's 11% female. Women are so careful with what they do. They're, they're a lot smarter than men. They know that if they slide in my DM and try to like hit on me or, or try to, you know, send a picture or something like that, they know that I, I'm the type of person that will screenshot that shit and show <laughs> the world and it'll embarrass the fuck out of them. So they're very careful with that. So they do come in from time to time, of course, but nothing like people think. They're like, oh, my God, you got a million followers. You must get nudes every day. You must hook up with all these chicks. Hmm. No, 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 not really. What's uh, your favorite supplement from Steel? What's, I mean, obviously you have your, your, your pre-workout, which you're going to take before every lift. I mean, we all do. But is there yeah. one that stands out amongst the rest? Oh... Is it the hardest fuck dick pill that they, that they have out there that's, that's I making gonna, waves? I was just going to say that. Um, just being 40 years old and taking a lot of shit and stimulants and everything, yeah. sometimes, you know, you need a little help. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear uh, you. That product is, and I'm not putting it over just because I'm with steel. That product does exactly what it says it's going to do. And it's it's comparable to your Cialis, your Viagra. Uh, it, it fucking works. That would be my favorite. And also um, a product that I really love from Steel is the uh, the shredded, shredded mm -hmm. AF, which is the fat burner. I take it every single morning, uh, probably overdose it every single morning. But that feeling, see, I like that kind of like almost jittery type of feel. Like some yep. people are like, oh, I don't like that. It makes me jittery. I don't like that. It makes me do this. I like that because it makes me feel alive. You know what I mean? Like when mm -hmm. I'm feeling those types of things. I'm like, shit, like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Um, and there's no crash from it either. A lot of times you take some of this shit and two, three hours later, you're like, want to take a nap. But no, Shredded AF, other than the pre-workout stack that I take by Steel, Shredded is probably my favorite. 
Love it, dude. I mean, you got, I'm, I'm stoked for you. I'm happy. I mean, I know you, you just passed a million followers. I think, was it this year in 2018, you passed a million on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. The the Kiki, the Kiki challenge video that I did, uh, (laughs) which was, uh, that video brought me from like nine, I think it was like nine seventy five to like, uh, a million, 1 million, 20,000. It brought in like 50, 60,000 followers just from that one video, all the different pages resharing it. And uh, it brought in a, a pretty big audience. But yeah, we're sitting around a million. Like I said, I have Facebook too, which is doing very well. YouTube, the numbers look impressive, but the views are are not where they really should be. I think YouTube has different algorithms and different mm-hmm. standards to what they consider a view. And yep. um, But the, my new jam right now, I'll be honest with you, dude, is fucking Twitter. Okay. I'm, I hated Twitter for years. I'm all over that shit now. Love it. So it's a new platform to build up and try to get the numbers, you know, somewhat close to the other platforms. But it's a newer audience because I'm, I'm just starting it and people retweeting the shit and, and yeah. liking it. And it's it's really it's a fun. It's probably the best platform if I had to rate right now in terms of like what platform do you like the best out of the big four? It's probably Twitter right now. What's well, nice if you have a thought, you can put it out there. And, and what people don't realize, like if you post too many times on Instagram or too many times on Facebook, some of your shit gets lost and doesn't populate for people's news feeds or on their Instagram feeds. Basically, everything you post on Twitter gets populated still, to my knowledge. At least most of it does. Uh, yeah. And what I'm going to do is on our on the landing page for this podcast, we'll post all the links to obviously at Robert Frank's Instagram, the Glorious House of Gains podcast. RobertFrank615.com. We'll post your Twitter handle so everybody can get behind you, follow you. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm just like sitting here thinking and reminiscing like this. You, you've done this all with a passion. You've done it your way. A million followers on Instagram, 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. I see the plaque behind you for YouTube. I think is super cool. Um, to be able to dictate your own future and do what you want with your freedom, with your family, I think that is in itself like the biggest accomplishment you can, you can have. I mean, you've done so much you mean so much to a lot of people i'm not just trying to be like all mushy here on this but it's, it's, it's got to be such a cool feeling at 40 years of age to have to be in the position that you're in now to where you set up your own future and really where you want to go and what you want to do is really up to you and the, the the close group of people you keep around you um and i would imagine like is there a is there talks in the future robert frank to have like mini robert franks or mini miss franks walking around and 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 be part of your life is that something that you want or look forward to uh yeah no she definitely wants them but i i think i'm gonna have to make a couple doctor visits to try to get my shit back right you know what i mean before i can before i can start pumping out kids um but yeah no it's it's definitely a thought and hey just a, another another character to add to the to the crew, you know. Do yeah. little, you know baby videos. Jason has his son in a lot of his uh, Instagram stories. Leo, he's got his own Instagram page and shit. Um, so that's fun. Yeah, I, I think that's coming up. I think she's pressuring me sometime in 2019, but I'll, I think I'm going to push it to 2020. I'll tell you this: in, in your case, because we're both muscle muscle boys. You're probably gonna have a little girl like I just had, and it just okay. uh, you know it makes you at two sixteen you feel like you're you're floating on air, man, a buck ten. You can't beat a little little baby girl. Uh, it's a pretty cool feeling, uh, and it really puts yeah. shit into perspective, right? Like even right. getting married puts things into perspective. Um, brother, I appreciate you coming on and doing this. I think trying to open up the blinds a little bit, and let people see the inside of Art Frank. Like you're not just the guy in those minute videos on Instagram, albeit that's fun, that's cool, you love it, but you have a personality outside of that. You have passions and goals. 
and you have a passion for fitness, you know, the, the, the northern part of your body, at least, anyway, right? Exactly. Um, so, love it. I appreciate you coming on. I would love to do it again sometime, but this is, uh, this is really cool, dude. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 14 featuring at Robert Frank 615. It's just a habit to say at Robert Frank 615. Big dude, big upper body, weighing in at 216 pounds, I think he said. All upper body, no fucking legs. Uh, noodle legs, Robert Frank. But hey, you know what? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he has a reason why he doesn't work them. So good. I'm not, I mean, it, it's one thing, like, if you deny the fact, you know, but for him to be like, you know what? I just don't work them. I don't want to. Kudos to you, brother. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Make sure you guys follow him at Robert Frank 615 if you currently are not doing. Uh, as I mentioned in the opening, I'm going to try to get a podcast put together here to talk about the business side of supplementation, meaning like understanding what you're paying for when you buy these supplements as a consumer, because I think that's a huge part of the education piece. Like, are you overpaying for what you're getting? It really depends. Like, is there value in what you're buying? What's the markup for and where did the markup come from? So Josh Shaw, Jay Shaw Consulting, he's been on before. But I'd like to do a whole podcast with him because as you saw in the opening, I have a passion for the business side of everything. Like I, I mentioned, I run a $140 million business myself. So it's no, you know, I'm no pushover when it comes to CPG, consumer packaged goods. So look for that. If there's any requests that you all have, like you want somebody on the show or you want a specific topic covered. I know keto has been a big one. So I'm trying to find a keto doctor or somebody big into keto uh, to bring on and discuss. Uh, anabolic steroids has been something too that people want more information on. So um, these are things like, you know, that are, that, that's that might not pertain to everybody, but I feel like they're educational uh, pieces we can put together here at the Be Informed Live Fit podcast that'll be beneficial to those who want it. So reach out to me. You can contact us at fitnessinformant.com. You can DM me on Instagram at fitinformant, fitnessinformant on Facebook. Send us a message for any topics you want covered. Ryan at fitnessinformant is my Ryan at fitnessinformant.com is my direct email address. Shoot me an email. We will work hard to get the things that you all want. We will keep pushing out awesome content, reviews, and more. At fitnessinformant.com, 2019 is going to be awesome. I can't wait for 2019. We have a lot of good stuff in works in terms of things above and beyond the supplement reviews, which is what we're really trying to build as a website. So appreciate your support. Again, follow us on all of our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, right here on the YouTube channel. And if you have not done so already, leave us a review to help that algorithm get us back up into the rankings so more people can discover what I think is a really good podcast. So for as always, you all be informed, live fit, hang loose, have a good day, drive safe, happy holidays. We will check in with you soon. Uh, peace, love, and love.